Thanks very much, Richard. Thanks, Debbie. We've heard that prayer quite a lot. Anyone know it by heart? Just a few of us. That's quite handy. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's such a privilege to be able to speak this morning um, on this passage, a familiar one. Um, So um, if you know everything there is to know about the Lord's Prayer, I really, really apologise. And we might just be going over some old ground. As I was praying about this, um, a very uh, interesting thought came into my mind. I just want to share it um, with you. You wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of this one. I want you to imagine just for a moment that you're a football player and there's tens of thousands of people chanting at you. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? A form of derision, a big put down. I think we can do that in all sorts of different ways and make ourselves superior. Often we do it by making others look inferior. And if someone's a nobody, then we can ignore them and move on. I just wonder what it is to think that you're unknown, invisible. Jesus um, in Matthew 7, draws on this theme, but not in a way that's deriding or putting other people down, but powerful nonetheless. And at the heart of the question, it's the same. It's about identity and it's who you are. Listen to this, Jesus speaking over us. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I'll tell them, don't want to be on the receiving end of this one, I never knew you. Phew, if you're a Christian and a child of God, you don't need to worry about that. But it is important how we respond. Who am I? Who are you? Who knows me? Who knows you? It's a deeper question and more significant than What do I do? What do you do? We're reminded at some services last week from John 15 that Jesus did what the Father taught him to do. We're friends. That's a powerful notion and truth of Jesus. If by his grace we desire to do the same. Many prefer to define themselves or ourselves by what we do. Our role in life 
rather than our godly attitudes, behaviours and relationships. So I'm an IT worker, I'm a vicar, I'm a nurse, I'm a postman, I'm an engineer, a taxi driver, a teacher, a student. Maybe I'm in between jobs or possibly, and this is a hard one to say, I'm unemployed. Who are you? For the Christian, your identity, when everything is stripped away, is that you are a much-loved child of God, brothers and sisters and friends of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's Prayer grounds us in this reality. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's a relationship that some struggle to embrace because of human experience with their father. But our God is an all-loving father, a good father, a kind father, a faithful father, a father that will never reject or abandon us. Whether you're in a responsible role or in an ordinary role in life or maybe not found your niche or seem to be overlooked or struggling to work out uh, who you really are, know this. God knows you. God chooses you. God values you. God will use you to bring blessing to others if you accept your identity in him and follow his teaching. These gentle nudges. To echo the Father's words of Je at Jesus' baptism, we all know it and some of us attribute these to ourselves, but that's the invitation. You are my child who I love. With you, I'm well pleased. You don't deserve it. You can't earn it. It's a gift of grace but you must accept it and live in the light of this truth. In Luke 11, we're told that the Lord's Prayer was given in a response to Jesus' disciples requesting, teach us how to pray. It's not simply a prayer. For me, it's a profound way of relating to God. It's a, a remarkable rule for life a foolproof way of living out our faith as distinct daily disciples of Jesus. Over 30 years old, as a new, uh, 30 years ago as a new disciple of Jesus, I was so hungry to learn more about him. So um, my Bible, I just read it and things just sort of jumped out at me, just so hungry uh, for God's word. Hungry for testimonies. I want to hear what God had done in people's lives. Really, you believe in him and you were like this and now you're like this. But I was also keen to know how to pray and I was given a very simple book um, which was called Learning the Joy of Prayer. And some of these things over 30 years ago have stuck with me but I've also learned that prayer is probably more than I thought it was back then. And for me, 
it's increasingly become been about in loving union with God. Yes, we intercede. Yes, we take our petitions. Yes, we can meditate. Yes, we seek to bless and to heal others. But forging a loving relationship with our Father God is the basic, not negotiable foundation of it all. The book began with the recognition that Jesus' disciples struggled to pray. That's encouraging. Jesus, as his most vulnerable, desperate moment in the Garden of Gethsemane, had asked his disciples to watch and pray. Um, and guess what they did? You know, they went to sleep. Jesus said, Matthew 26, 40, could you not watch with me just for one hour? The purpose of the book was to ensure that we had no excuse for doing the same, otherwise, well, we do, but you know. And it took, us to, took me to the Lord's Prayer, a prayer that I'd recited off by heart probably thousands and thousands of times. Sometimes I thought about what I was praying. The author suggested that it was never meant to be used, sort of trotted off just like that, although there is value in doing that. It's to be used as a framework for prayer. Each line of the Lord's Prayer is a catalyst for multiple prayers, and I suggest a deeper, loving union with God. Our existence and identity are understood properly only in relationship with God. God the Father longs for us to pray. We're wise if we begin in humility and reverence. Hallowed be your name. Recalling the names and attributes of God is a wonderful way for you to pray and I believe experience God's holy presence. Taking his name to our lips, Yahweh, Jehovah, my Lord, my God, my healer, my shepherd, my provider, the great I am the source of all love and being. Once established who God is, his power, his authority, his nature, we're in the best place to bring about through prayer transformation of people, of places, of wider society, of the physical and the spiritual realms. We're literally called to pray for regime change, his just and loving kingly rule here and now. Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. God cares for us and is interested in meeting our physical needs. Our needs, I read this week, and not our greeds. He's the bread of life. Give us today our daily bread. 
God longs for us to live in his presence with nothing to spoil the intimacy of this relationship. He wants to provide, to guide, to offer hope and help, forgiveness and protection. Because we mess up, Jesus invites us to be reconciled. A regular prayer discipline to restore our relationship with him and others. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. At his baptism, Jesus heard directly from the Father that he's loved and delighted in and then was led by the Spirit into the desert. Jesus teaches us that man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. God's word is useful to us to foil the temptations of Satan. We learn to know what evil activity looks and feels like. Father God, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Prayer ends where it started, giving honour and glory to God. When you ask yourself, are asked by others, or even taunted by the nagging voice of the enemy, who are you? Please have the confidence to answer boldly with Jesus and with me this truth. I am a beloved child of God. May this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, which we know by heart, help you every day, everywhere, and in ever-increasing ways to bear witness to your loving union with God and other family members. Amen.